One of the biggest questions on Christmas Eve is, where is Santa? When is he going to be here? Oh, we're talking to the people that have the answers. NORAD. They track Santa every year, and today they're on the show. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Well, first of all, it's National Cookie Exchange Day. So if you've got cookies, you might want to exchange them with someone else, you know, to go with the holiday. Yes, uh, you know, it's COVID, it's weird, it's you can't be within six feet. So what I'm suggesting, I think this is what we do. And I'm going to remind you, I am no doctor, but make seven foot long cookies. You just make really long cookies and then you can just pass them to other people and still keep the distance. See, I'm solving problems every day on this podcast. All right, let's take a look at our events for today. In 1877 on this day, Thomas Edison's phonograph is announced by Scientific American, the magazine. You know, okay, this guy was smart, right? I'm not going to take anything away from him. The phonograph, the light bulb, all these things. But if you're going to announce a product, give people a little time before Christmas to buy it. I mean, come on, Thomas. You missed Black Friday. You missed the big shopping days. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's got to work on his marketing skills. Yeah. Giving advice to Thomas Edison. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about a wedding that happened in 1968 on this day. Julie Nixon married Dwight David Eisenhower. Okay, you know both of those last names, right? Yeah, well, his grandpa was former President Dwight Eisenhower. Her dad was former President Richard Nixon. Nixon, as you may remember, was Ike's vice president president. So, of course, he was there at the inauguration. At the second inauguration for Ike, the two kids met. And there's a photo of David kind of staring over at Julie. The two started dating in college. That led to marriage. And I am happy to report that this couple is still together. I feel like so many couples that I report on uh, divorce, these two still together. I love it. That's great. Okay, on this day in 2010, U.S. President Barack Obama signed legislations to repeal the don't ask, don't tell policy. Uh, Yes, it was repealed on this day. However, it didn't go into effect until the following year. And on this day in 2016, a study finds that a vaccine against Ebola virus was between 70 to 100% effective, and that became the first proven vaccine against that particular disease. I figured I threw that out there since we're all talking about vaccines. There's a little vaccine in history. See, I'm topical. That's a beautiful thing. Okay, when we come back, we are going to be talking with a Captain from NORAD. Now, they track Santa Claus each year. This is a part of the podcast that you may want to go grab the kids and have them listen to this particular portion of the podcast. Or if you know some kids, you may want to send them this podcast because they're going to learn some valuable information about giving them their best shot at getting some presents this year from Santa. There is one key thing that they do have to do, and we're going to tell you what that is after the break. So do go grab the kids. They're going to learn a lot about Santa and how NORAD tracks him each year. (laughs) 
right, and welcome back. So the skies over the United States are constantly monitored by the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD for short. Around the holidays, they start what some would say is their most important mission of the year, and that is tracking Santa and his sleigh. Today, I am joined by a special guest from NORAD, United States Air Force Captain Nathaniel Callen. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Russ. Yeah, so tracking Santa and his sleigh has been a tradition for as long as I can remember. When did this begin? So we are actually in our 65th consecutive year of tracking Santa, and it all started in, I believe it was 1955, when... uh, Sears ran an ad in a newspaper and the phone number was actually incorrect and it was a direct line to what the predecessor of NORAD was at the time. And the colonel who answered the phone, you know, he didn't understand why this uh, child was calling for looking for Santa, but he ended up going with it. And for the rest of that shift, he told all of his airmen make sure you answer the phone and let them know where Santa is. And from that day on, every single Christmas time, we uh, track Santa Claus and uh, it's really a big hit and it's a lot of fun and it's providing a very important service to all those boys and girls out there who are waiting for their presents on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it sounds like actually Sears could have maybe taken a lesson from Santa and checked things twice. (laughs) However, I guess this was a pretty happy mistake. (laughs) It became a very fortuitous blunder on their part. Whoever it was, maybe it was the copywriter for Sears or maybe it was the newspaper who just wrote it down wrong. But uh, 65 years later, we're still doing this and it's a lot of fun and we get to provide that service to everyone around the world. So how many people are involved with helping to track Santa? That's got to be a a Herculean effort. There is a lot of planning that goes into it every single year. We usually start in the summertime, actually, um, looking for volunteers and prepping material and making sure that we have everything that we need to track Santa come Christmas Eve. And it, it goes everything from the radar operators and the folks who are working on the equipment that we use to track Santa Claus all the way down to the people who are answering the phone on Christmas Eve and letting people know where Santa is around the world. So um, every year it fluctuates a little bit, but um, some years we've had over 1200 people volunteering their time right before Christmas to uh, help people understand and know where Santa is and when he'll be stopping by there. Wow. And it calls, calls are just one way to check in with Santa. You can do this now on websites, social media. You you guys have put a lot of work into this online as well, right? Yeah. So we actually have a NORAD track Santa app on the Apple app store, Google play. We have NORADSanta.org where you can um, also, you can get on there right now and play holiday games and listen to Christmas music and stuff like that. Um, we'll obviously be updating that and tracking Santa on Christmas Eve. So you can go to NORADSanta.org. And then we have, uh, we have Twitter, we have Facebook and we have Instagram and you can just search for NORAD track Santa and all of those will come up. Okay. So there's so many homes out there. There's so many cookies out there for Santa. 
Does it actually – do you see, because you guys have been tracking him for so long, that the route actually slows down as he goes along and eats all those cookies? Or does the extra sugar actually cause him to speed up a little bit? Well, I am not well-versed in Santa's diet throughout the year, but I would say – He's probably got a pretty good metabolism, especially with how hard he is working. Now, something that is actually really interesting is when Santa Claus comes into Canadian airspace, which is where he enters to deliver presents to North America, he actually has to slow down so our fighter jets who escort him can actually keep up. So Santa's sleigh travels at the speed of starlight. So you can imagine how much work he can get done if he's moving at the speed of a star. So. Right. That's uh, that's blazing fast. I, I wonder, have you guys adopted any of his technology that you've learned from the sleigh? Well, we've tried, but um, he likes to keep a close hold. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were maybe a couple people on the inside sneaking us um, some details and plans on how to make our aircraft and other weapon systems better. But yeah. uh officially Santa Claus doesn't want us to have the technology that he has. Well, I've noticed most planes have adopted the red light from Rudolph, I would assume. Yeah. Well, red light actually works really well in darkness. You can see it and it doesn't actually um, affect your night vision as much. So that's why a lot of aircraft have red lights, especially when it comes to landing or taking off. It's so the pilots and the aircraft, uh, the air traffic controllers don't have to ruin their night vision looking at like a bright white light. So um, yeah, that, that is a little uh, piece of technology that Santa uses and we use as well. Some kids may be a little concerned this year because, you know, they didn't get to go to the mall and tell Santa what they wanted or go to wherever, you know, they usually visit Santa there's no need for concern there, right? So I don't think there's any concern with that. Santa Claus loves getting letters from children all around the world, but I also think he knows what you really want deep down inside. So even if you weren't able to go to the mall and point it out um, to your parents and have them kind of give Santa Claus a little heads up on what you want for Christmas, I think you're still going to get what you want. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think even, you know, with the the crisis that we're going through right now, I think Santa knows what's going on. And also, you know, Dr. Fauci, uh, the nation's leading infectious disease expert, recently made a statement to USA Today, and he said that Santa does have an innate immunity to the virus. So he's safe to, to visit households. Now, He might be wearing a mask, though, right? Do you think he'd be wearing a mask? Dr. Fauci did say that he's immune from the virus. So it remains to be seen. And we've not gotten any word on whether Santa will be wearing a mask or not. But I think we're just going to have to wait till Christmas Eve and see what he's wearing. Right. I, I think if he does wear a mask, it would just be to give people some peace of mind knowing that Santa is taking precautions to protect them and to protect himself. You know, based on your experience, what time do you expect Santa to visit various households? All right. So this is a very important topic. And so for all the kids that are out there listening, Santa Claus will only come to your house and deliver presents if you are in bed and asleep by 10 p.m., so, 10 p.m. Okay. Yep, that's okay. that's straight from uh, Santa's mouth. He sent us a message earlier and said, 
yeah, if they're not in bed by 10 p.m., then I can make no guarantees that I'll be able to come to their house and deliver presents. So oh, wow. okay. if you want to make sure you got presents on Christmas morning, make sure you're in bed and all snuggled up. And of course, you need to make sure you leave some milk and cookies out on the table. Of course. Because yeah. um, he'll be looking forward to that as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, another thing that I've always wondered, and you may you may got the insight on this. Does Mrs. Claus ever call you guys to ask Santa's whereabouts? To my knowledge, Mrs. Claus has never called our call center to ask where Santa's whereabouts are. But we have had a couple elves wonder, you know, is Santa still on track? Is everything good? Especially when he gets into our airspace and we're able to give him a good visual because we've got fighter jets up in the air escorting him along his way. And they'll say, hey, how's Santa looking? And of course, Santa's a tough guy and he he really has a lot of energy and he he's really passionate about what he does. All right. So thank you so much for joining us. And, and you know, just to make sure that the kids are able to track, can you make sure that you give us that, uh, that web address and that phone number? Absolutely. So the web address for tracking Santa on Christmas Eve is noradsanta.org. And it is a very fun website. And I'd highly recommend everyone going and checking it out now because uh, we have games that are holiday related. You can go to the gift shop. There is all types of information about Santa Claus and his operation up at the North Pole. It, it is really something that will get you in the holiday spirit. And of course, if you don't want to use the website, you can always call our call center at one eight seven seven high norad So H-I-N-O-R-A-D. And we'll be able to give you a live update on Christmas Eve. Doesn't matter what time of day or night it is. If you're curious as to where Santa is across Europe, we can let you know. So um, we're standing by. We're ready to answer phones. And uh, we look forward to sharing Santa's location with you. All right. Well, hey, thank you for everything that you do to help protect Santa and uh, get those gifts out to all the kids. Yeah, it's been great talking to you and thanks for having me on the show. All right. Let's take a look at our birthdays for today. Ralph Fiennes turns 58. Ted Cruz is 50. G. Hellenius, you know, from Dog with the Blog, she's 22 today. Jordan Sparks is 31. Megan Trainer is 27. Diane Sawyer is 75. And Lady Bird Johnson was born on this day in 1912. She passed away in 2007. Special thanks to Norad for joining me today. That's your look at December 22nd. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.